This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on Wednesday, August the 4th. We're going to start off today with more tributes that have been paid to a young man found dead following a night out in Rochester. On Monday, we told you Rory Baldwin had been reported missing from the Vines area of the town in the early hours of Saturday. He was discovered in nearby St Margaret Street the following day. All friends and family of the 25-year-old have left flowers in the grounds of St Margaret's Church where police have been searching. Rory had been a pupil at Raynham Mark Grammar School in Raynham before his family moved to Surrey. Head teacher Alan Moore has said, We're saddened to hear of the death of one of our ex-students, Rory Baldwin. He was a well-liked student who attended Raynham Mark Grammar School between 2006 and 2013. Our thoughts are with his family at this difficult time. Former support teacher at the school, Carol Seaborn, has said he had a lovely personality, always kind, always polite. He was very popular and was in a strong friendship group. I'm sure all the teaching staff at the school who met him would say the same. And I hope hope that can be some support to his family. Well, police have told the podcast that Rory's death isn't being treated as suspicious and a report is now being prepared for the coroner. Kent Online News. Just over two weeks since COVID restrictions were lifted, we've been finding out how many of you are still wearing masks while shopping. A quick count of people heading in and out of the mall in Maidstone found 105 of the 250 we saw were wearing a face covering, so under half. And while they're not a requirement anymore, experts say it's still worth wearing them as we learn to live with the virus. Dr Jeremy Rossman is a senior lecturer in virology at the University of Kent. I strongly encourage and really ask people, even if you're fully vaccinated, to keep wearing masks when you're in indoor environments with other people around shopping centres, you know, stores, This is really important because it does make a difference. And people that are fully vaccinated can still transmit the virus and have a very small chance of getting infected, but they do have a chance. So masks help reduce transmission. They still help reduce transmission, even if you're fully vaccinated. So it helps the vaccines work better. So yeah, keep using masks. indoor environments it's a really good idea and this is what shoppers in maidstone had to say when i go to shops we wear it but when we're outside we don't no that's no. right yeah same before when you had to wear them in shops yeah we always did outside we didn't so it's fresh air it's been two weeks now since it's you know down to you whether you wear a mask obviously you you both got yours on now do you sort of still want to wear them still don't feel comfortable enough to walk around without one uh, actually we are used to this one since uh, one year so we can't live without this one you know actually we think this is the necessary part of life so if we, we, are, we are not wearing this mask we feel something lost that's why we are wearing this mask yeah yeah and why are you decide to wear yours yeah same like that it's it become a part of our life the mask and would you feel a bit unsafe not wearing it at the moment? Oh, it's not like a safe issue, just like, you know, it's just like a comfort. We feel very secure and comfortable with the mask rather than yeah. without mask, yeah. I still want to wear them for safety reasons uh, because, I don't know, we've been in and out of lockdown so many times. The cases have gone up repeatedly. As soon as you think that it's dying down, we go straight back into lockdown again. 
and it's a matter of like I don't know what to say it's fear uh, more than anything else uh, you don't want to get the virus that's about it really I mean I'm still wearing masks when I go in confined spaces uh, but in open spaces I'm not wearing them okay. are you continuing to still wear it or not good? yeah I still wear my mask when I have to I think people should do because it's not only you you're looking after it's other people isn't it so uh, it's better it's better to for the whole community than it is I think people are selfish if they said they don't want to wear a mask any time. We've also been out and about in Canterbury. Sophie Ebbs is sales assistant at Wrapped. I'm wearing masks because I still think it's necessary. Um, I think it's very likely that we'll have another wave. And I don't agree with all the restrictions being lifted. Have you seen many people out today wear, not wearing masks? And has that figure gone up since two weeks ago, do you think? Um, I think it's gone up since two weeks ago. But... Um, in enclosed places, most people are still wearing them, especially in the shops. Mm. Okay, excellent. And how do you feel when you're around people that, that maybe aren't wearing them at the moment? Well, if I've got one on, I'm fine. That's the way I look at it. Well, data shows that coronavirus deaths have been steadily rising in Kent over the past month. Ten have been recorded in the last week, compared to three in the seven days to July the 9th. Just over 100 people are currently being treated in hospital with COVID in the county, but infection rates are still dropping. You can let us know what you think about mask wearing by leaving a comment on the story or indeed on our socials. An update now on a story we first brought you yesterday and a woman dubbed a nightmare neighbour who's been evicted from her Faversham home says she's the victim of false allegations. Cara Dane has been made to leave the top floor flat on Brook Road after police were called 23 times. It's now been bought up. The 37-year-old says she's been badly treated and didn't get to tell her side of the story. Police insist the decision to evict her was not taken lightly. A report's found improvements to medical care services are still needed at two Kent hospitals. Inspectors visited the Kent and Canterbury and William Harvey and Ashford in May. While infection control measures had got better, some staff still weren't washing their hands before entering wards or following social distancing guidelines. East Kent Hospital trust is no longer rated inadequate and bosses are promising to address the concerns. There are calls for people who are repeatedly caught littering in a part of Kent to be fined up to £5,000. Ashley Clark, who's in charge of enforcement at Canterbury City Council, wants to tackle what he calls the national disease, with tough rules inspired by Singapore. He says the current measures aren't enough to stop people dropping rubbish and our streets and beaches are suffering. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. £9 million could be spent on providing more support to victims of domestic abuse in Kent. Figures show a 12% rise in domestic abuse-related crime reports to police in the county between March and July last year, compared to the same time in 2019. Council bosses are calling for work currently done by the Kent Integrated Domestic Abuse Service to continue until 2026. A 14-bed mental health unit at Kent's biggest hospital could be closed and relocated. There are plans to shut Ruby Ward at Medway Maritime in Gillingham and open a purpose-built facility in Maidstone as part of a £12 million project. The new ward would have an extra two beds, all in single ensuite rooms, and be based on Hermitage Lane. More than £115,000 has been raised to help a Gravesend mum get access to potentially life-extending treatment. Nicola Biddescombe was diagnosed with breast cancer in April while she was pregnant with her third child. 
The disease has now spread to her lungs, liver and skin. The 34-year-old has been told her condition is terminal, but a drug available in the US may help. She's been speaking along with her partner, Todd. Just something that you just don't even think about. I just thought it was pregnancy-related. It was nothing to worry about. Antibiotics and I'll be all right. So it was a bit of a shock, really. Nick did find it and we was sort of, oh, yeah, we'll get it done. And you put it off and you put it off. And that's the trouble when you put it off sometimes, you know, yeah. it can be a little too late. So. It spread to lungs, liver, um, bone and quite a lot of the lymph nodes, um, which, yeah, was bad news. And your lungs. Yeah, lungs also as well, yeah. I mean, the NHS has been amazing. We've took everything that they've offered and they're still trying. We're trying a new drug combination on my next round to see if that's effective because the chemo that I've had at the moment isn't doing what it should. It's still growing. It's continued to grow. Um, But, yeah, there's a drug out in America um, for triple negative breast breast cancer, which is what I have, um, that seems to be really promising. The fundraising itself is just incredible. Um, Can't thank everybody enough really for that it's just and i think that's give us another boost to to keep going we're truly thankful for everything that people have already done and uh, continue to do for us so it is literally so overwhelming and um, the support we've had is just amazing i can't say words can't put it into context how thankful we are And you can find details of how to donate on the story on Kent Online. More than £600,000 has been spent on incentives to encourage people to take hard-to-fill posts in Kent over two years. Nearly 300 applicants for jobs at the County Council were given golden hellos. Most of them were for roles in children's social services. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of graves in Faversham, which look to have sunk into the ground following heavy rain. They're thought to have dropped by about two feet at Love Lane Cemetery. The Council say they're aware of the issue, which is not uncommon, and repair work will be carried out. More homes are going to be built at a former gunpowder site in Faversham. Developers have been given the go-ahead with the second phase of building, which will see another 106 houses built. When it's completed, the £40 million Faversham Lakes development will have 330 homes. There will also be a nature park, visitor centre and Sea Scout headquarters. Ollie Mers, who's due to perform in Kent next month, has revealed he's had surgery on his leg after suffering an injury on stage on Friday. Basically... After my second song, a fragment of bone that was in my knee managed to lodge itself on the back of my knee, which basically shut my leg down. And during the gig, I was just like limping the whole time. He's posted a video message on Insta from his hospital bed, thanking fans for their support. He reckons he'll be back on stage later this month, but might not be running around like he normally does. He's due to perform at the Hot Farm near Paddock Wood on September the 18th. Nearly 800 people have signed a petition to save Dover's only theatre. Bosses say the roundhouse will have to be relocated from the Discovery Centre, which is getting a £7 million refurbishment. The County Council, which owns the building, have offered to support the theatre group with temporary storage, but campaigners fear youngsters will lose out if the venue leaves the area. And at Kent Online today, you can see the incredibly strange moment a family cracked open a giant chicken egg, only to discover another fully formed egg inside. Oh my God. What is it, Henry? (gasps) What is that? An egg. An egg in an egg. Inside an egg. Yeah, inside a big egg. Should we crack this one? Yeah. Go on then. What big? 
Ready? An egg inside an egg. <laughs> well, the egg in question was one of three huge ones that have been laid by a chicken owned by the Oliver family in Faversham. They say they've never seen anything like it before. And to be fair, neither had we. Kent Online Sport. Starting off at the Olympics and the 19-year-old who broke Kent's Dame Kelly Holmes' British record in the 800 metres says it still hasn't sunk in just yet. Keely Hodgkinson won a silver medal at the Tokyo Games yesterday. She was almost a second faster than the time set by Dame Kelly 26 years ago. That's going to take a long time to settle in, I think. Um, that was the, that was the bit I was shocked about. I was, apparently I was jumping around going, 155, 155. I, I don't even remember, but um, but yeah, no, it was a really great moment. And uh, hopefully I can keep producing these times because they are incredible. And I'm going to need to because I think Mo is the great athlete and uh, hopefully we've got many more years of um, competition to go. Kelly Holmes, I think I said it last night in an interview as well, like she's going to be a legend of our sport, especially in British athletics, for a long, long time, because what she did, double gold, still no one's replicated that. Um, so even though I've taken her record, she's still an absolute like honour to be taken in her footsteps, and hopefully, yeah, I can carry on doing that. Maybe I'll get a gold one day. Um, but yeah, and she's been really supportive over the past couple of, couple of weeks, couple of days as well. Um, just sending us all messages and yeah she's, she's a great person I'd, I can't wait to meet her one day Elsewhere Britain's women's hockey team will not get the chance to defend their Olympic title The side which includes Kent players Sarah Jones Grace Ballston and Sue Townsend were beaten 5-1 by the Netherlands in the semi-final Tunbridge race walker Tom Bosworth goes in the 20 kilometre event tomorrow Ahead of the race he's been talking about how coming out improved his own performances Very similar to Jamal Howlett-Mundell from Sheppey United who was on yesterday's podcast Here's what what Tom has had to say. There's just over 100 uh, openly LGBTQ plus athletes at these games out of 11,000 athletes. And so the maths to me just doesn't add up. And I don't think it's silly to assume that there are, are more people out there uh, who are having to hide who, who they are. And, and I've always said, uh, you know, if you look at my story, I don't think it's coincidence after coming out publicly and having no worries whatsoever. Uh, my career results changed dramatically. And I think it could have been that one percent five percent ten percent of worry of what people might think of me went into training instead of that instead of wasting it um and so that's that is my message to people like we can we do need to keep going on about it because ultimately it's it's people's lives that we're, we are talking about and making it better and and from a sports side it's also performance related and so uh, from sports governing bodies to clubs around the world uh, you know they would want their athletes happy because happy athletes are successful athletes and that can only bode well and I do think we are at a, at a real changing point with this because um, we are starting to see some more high profile people choosing to live openly announcing these things on, on social media which has come out of the blue a little bit uh, and I think that's really really good to see um, I th- yeah I, I really do think we're, we're at a point where with the, the more high profile people feel confident and comfortable coming out, it's going to trickle down and it's going to be uh, kind of easier for others to do so. Uh, and, and the support is now in place uh, to encourage those, those people to do, do that and live openly. We wish Tom all the best for tomorrow. We'll update you on how he got on. And finally, in football, the Gillingham boss says his side are ready for the new season after their final friendly. They were beaten 5-0 at Norwich City last night, but Steve Evans says it was a good experience for his players. No, I was delighted with the boys. You know, we're, we're here with some big players, aren't we? I was talking to the sporting director before the game and he said, oh, she, he says, 
you know, where's Jackson, where's Mackenzie, where's Dempsey, where's Reeves? And, and we know that Jacko and, and Mackenzie struggle a little bit, but Dempsey and Reeves were just feeling themselves after the weekend, so we have to take ultra precaution, don't we? And we've come here tonight, we can, we can see how patched up we are in terms of later on as well, when we've got some academy kids on the pitch, which in an ideal world we wouldn't be playing in big one when we go forward, but I thought for long spells in the game, we contained them, we had to have a great deal, I spoke about it before we come, but having some organisation, good defensive shape, and I think if you look at the goals, first goal's a deflection, gives goalkeeper no chance, I think second Max goes to sleep a little bit, could deal with it. You know, and I, I think then the third one we get caught ball watching a bit. So there can be excuses for goals, but they're top side. It's a pleasure to come to Car Road at any time to play football and manage teams here, and they get a wonderful support. I think tonight has been what we needed. We needed to step up a lot of players in terms of how hard we worked, a really intense 70 to 90 minutes, and, and we got that. I know they've missed a couple of games because of COVID issues, but I think arguably seven of that team will play against uh, Liverpool here on Saturday week. So. Um, an education for some of our players um, to play at that level, but it was it was it was good to be involved in, and I would never say that much on a five 0 defeat. You know, young Harvey loses the fifth goal, which is a shame as an academy boy. So we we go away and we we worked really hard and. We'll freshen up now and get ready for Lincoln. Chillingham kick off the new campaign against Lincoln City at Priestfield on Saturday. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk